Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer, and welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Thursday, August 24th, 2023. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, what to watch in last night's Republican debate. Number two, fundraising goes to the U.S. Open. And number three, a downtown download. Good Thursday morning. We are leading Punchbowl News AM with a look at the first Republican debate last night in Milwaukee. Uh, Of course, the big figure missing there was former President Donald Trump. Uh, You're not going to hear us prognosticate about whether any of these second-tier Republican presidential candidates uh, were going to shrink the lead by Trump or who really came out in it head. Uh, But what was interesting uh, as watching it last night uh, is these debates are chock full of candidates making claims about what they would do legislatively if they were president. We are here to judge those claims and make sense as to whether they're grounded in reality. Because, of course, presidential candidates campaign in fantasy and have to govern in reality. Remember when Trump said he was going to have Mexico pay for the wall on the southern border? So we thought we'd give the debaters a reality check. First things first, let's talk about Ukraine. This was a big issue on the debate stage last night. Just two candidates on stage, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and entrepreneur Vivek Ramaswamy, said that they would not approve additional funding for Ukraine. As of this moment, cutting off Ukraine doesn't have requisite support in Congress. But as we've chronicled in the newsletter and certainly talked a lot about on this podcast, GOP skepticism of Ukraine is building, particularly among House Republicans. Ramaswamy argued that Ukraine is, quote, not a priority for the United States, while DeSantis caveated his answer by insisting that I will have Europe pull their weight in supporting Ukraine, though he didn't get specific on how he'd do that. Ramaswamy was hammered repeatedly for his views on Russia and Ukraine by former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, Haley, who also served as UN ambassador, said Ramaswamy was choosing a murderer in Vladimir Putin, adding, you have no foreign policy experience, and it shows. Let's move on to abortion. That was also another key issue last night where you saw the Republican candidates trying to differentiate themselves. Former Vice President Mike Pence sought to distinguish himself from the rest of the pack on the abortion issue, saying he would back a federal ban on abortions past 15 weeks. He argued it's a moral issue. Pence said abortion should be banned after a baby can feel pain. Those types of bills, of course, have been brought up in Congress and have never made it to a president's desk. Pence was responding to Haley, who injected some realism into the discussion on Wednesday night when she acknowledged that a federal restriction on abortion is a long shot, mostly because it would need 60 votes in the Senate. North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum also came out against federal restrictions on abortion, saying it violates states' rights. DeSantis, meanwhile, also skirted a question on whether he would back a six-week federal abortion ban, saying he would leave it to the states, while Senator Tim Scott said he would be in favor of a 15-week abortion ban at a minimum. The topic of shrinking the federal workforce came up, and the idea that they would shrink it by 10%. Former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson, a former House Republican, referenced his proposal to reduce the size of the non-defense federal workforce by 10%. Not only is this unworkable, but Congress would actually never do this. And there's very little that a president could do administratively to implement such a dramatic reduction of the federal bureaucracy. 
And come on, Pence, the former House Republican conference chair and vice president said he would close the Department of Education. Good luck, good luck getting that through any Congress ever. Hunter Biden was a key topic uh, that we knew was going to come up quite a bit. As we've covered extensively, House Republicans are squarely focused on investigations into President Joe Biden's son. DeSantis clearly agrees, referencing Hunter Biden's foreign business deals in his opening answer. Former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie also referenced Hunter Biden, arguing that the now-collapsed plea deal between the president's son and federal prosecutors is evidence of a politically biased Justice Department. And paging Christopher Wray, if Scott is elected, he pledged to fire you. Not great for the FBI director's job security. The line is indicative of the widespread angst Republicans have about the FBI and DOJ. Scott also said he would fire Attorney General Merrick Garland. Well, most presidents do change up the attorney general and the rest of the cabinet, for that matter, when elected. So not quite sure where he's going with that one. This was just the first debate for a Republican field that's losing to Trump by dozens of points. The next debate is September 27th in California. And we've got some non-debate news. Senators in Ukraine. Senators Lindsey Graham, the Republican from South Carolina, Richard Blumenthal, the Democrat from Connecticut, and Elizabeth Warren, the Democrat from Massachusetts, traveled to Ukraine this week and met with President Vladimir Zelensky. Their visit came, comes at a critical time for Ukraine's military, which is in the midst of a bloody counteroffensive against Russian forces. Graham and Blumenthal have visited Ukraine multiple times together. Warren is a new addition to the group. In a statement, Warren said her goal is to help pass the White House's supplemental funding request, request for Ukraine, which totals around $24 billion. All right, let's go on to the number two story of the morning, the U.S. Open. It's it's coming, folks. And if you're a fan of tennis, then you know the last week in August means the U.S. Open in Flushing Meadows, New York. And if you're looking to support some House Democrats while you're enjoying the action, there are plenty of events for you. A couple that we are noting in this morning's newsletter, Representative Stephen Horsford, the Democrat from Nevada and the chair of the Congressional Black Caucus, is hosting an event at the USTA Billie Jean King National Tennis Center on August 30th. The special guest is House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries, and tickets are going for a cool $5,000. Representative Grace Meng, the Democrat from New York, is also hosting an event on August 30th, combining the U.S. Open festivities with a Queen's food tour. Attendance will set you back $2,500 a ticket. And let's move on to the number three story of the morning, the downtown download. It might be the August recess, but that doesn't mean that action on K Street has completely shut down. Interestingly enough, Moet Hennessy, a massive multinational holding company, has registered to lobby. Kate Kohler, a former deputy undersecretary at USDA and aide on the Senate Agriculture Committee, will lobby on, quote, federal regulations and legislation relating to trade and market access, responsible consumption of wine and spirits, and environmental initiatives such as soil health. And former Representative Kevin Yoder, the Republican from Kansas, and his former chief of staff, Dave Natonsky, have signed up to lobby for Deloitte. They will be working on legislative activity related to accounting and tax professions, including appropriations, tax policy, and the federal government market. With that, thanks so much for listening. Wanted to flag a new event that we are announcing here. 
I'm going to be interviewing Senator Raphael Warnock, the Democrat from Georgia, on Wednesday, September 27th at 9 a.m. The conversation will focus on modern agriculture, focusing on sustainable farming practices and innovation. You can join us in person or on the live stream for that and many more events that we have going on in September. You can go to our events hub at punchbowl.news. If you want to go a little deeper on all things you hear on this podcast and more, you can sign up for our free morning newsletter. All it takes is an email. Just go to punchbowl.news, put that email in, and you will get the news every morning right in your inbox. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day and stay safe.